Up next, we preview the divisional round. We got eight teams left, four games on Saturday and Sunday. Nathan Conroy joins me to discuss his Rams, and we also preview the other three games, including a historic quarterback matchup in New Orleans on Sunday night. Uh, normally, I would give you a parlay of the week um, during the main part of the show, but I'm going to do it right now. Um, I got a good feeling about this one. I'm going to take the Packers' money line and parlay it with the uh, total uh, over 46.5 in the Ravens-Bills game. So that's teased down a couple points. So take the over 46.5 Packers' money line. And the third and final leg is going to be the Chiefs over 33.5 for their team total. That parlay is at plus 274, $50.00. We'll give you a $50 bet. We'll win you $186. Um, take that one to the bank. Put it in for this weekend. Going to win some money. Can't wait to see some football this weekend. And uh, Nate and I coming up next. episode of your best bets we got the divisional round this weekend in the nfl the final eight teams going at it and i can't wait last saturday and sunday was a thing of beauty when you have football starting at one o'clock on saturday and ending at 11 o'clock on sunday night it was fantastic joining me to discuss the divisional round is our resident la rams fan nathan conroy Mr. Miller, good to talk to you as always. How are you? I'm good. Um, I, I was kind of thinking about you during uh, during the Rams game last last weekend. Uh, how'd you how'd you handle that? Was any not too much stress really? Yeah. Well, other than the uh, first Rams possession, which was a little stressful, um, I, I was impressed, uh, especially on the defensive uh, side of the ball uh, and uh, going on the road. Uh, anytime you can win at Seattle, albeit with no crowd, uh, beating a divisional rival, that was extra sweet as well. So um, glad to be still participating in the playoffs, that's for sure. I don't know if you listened last week to to the the wild card preview that I had with Tim and Davis, but I I, I said that I liked the Rams. I think, thought they could win. I think thought they were a bad matchup for Seattle all year, and I think that defense, it might be – one of the two or three best units left in in the playoffs. Um, of course, we got some 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 injury issues, and and we're not really sure who's playing quarterback yet. Is that correct? Yeah, I've uh, been following that pretty closely, and kind of like last week, Coach McVay's playing it pretty close to the vest, kind of keeping things mum uh, on whether it's going to be Goff uh, or whether it's going to be Wofford. Um, so we'll just kind of have to wait and see, uh, you know, who, uh, how the warmups go and all that stuff. So uh, I'm excited, that's for sure. As a fan of this team, who who do you want to see on the field, Goff or Wofford? Well, um, I would personally, just just from an experience standpoint, uh, prefer Jared Goff because he's you know he's got the playoff experience. Uh, he has played in a Super Bowl, but I kind of like the idea of uh, Wofford in that he's kind of the unknown, in that you wouldn't have a lot of tape on him, uh, maybe bring some new wrinkles to the offense that the Packers wouldn't have seen before. 
So if you made me pick, I would definitely definitely prefer golf. But uh, you know, what Wofford has a little bit of a little little bit of a mystery to him, I guess that that could work out in the Rams' favor. I thought Goff did a reasonable job being thrown in there with with the broken thumb, uh, managing that that team to victory. And but of course, the, the story of the game was the, the Rams' dominant defense, and uh, we can get right into the Rams Packers because that is the first game on Saturday afternoon at four thirty in at Lambeau Field. Uh, we got the number one seeded Packers against against the Rams here, and. Uh, it really is a matchup of the Rams' defense against one of the two or three best offenses in the league and a guy that obviously is going to win the MVP in Aaron Rodgers. Um, man, it's, it's easy to say you got to stop, um, you got to stop, you know, Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Um, is there more to it than that, or is, is it just shutting down their two best players and making other guys beat you? Um, well, I think that's where you have to start. And, you know, you mentioned Devontae Adams. The Rams certainly have somebody that's more than capable of doing that, and that's Jalen Ramsey. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen, but usually, you know, I kind of almost hearken this back defensively with Jalen Ramsey to you remember with the Patriots and the Jets when they had Darrell Revis, and he would almost be that – he's that shutdown guy and almost kind of takes away – half of the field, and then that could potentially give you extra body or two to cover other people. So, you know, the others that you have to worry about would be what uh, Lazard, mm-hmm. uh, their tight end that Robert Tanyan's had a nice year, yeah. um, and, you know, Aaron Jones, Jalen Ramsey's not going to do m- much um, about that. You know, Aaron Donald is a little nicked up. Um, he hurt his ribs last week. But he was still fairly dominant. Uh, Leonard Floyd had a great game. Um, yeah, so I, I wish it was that easy. Just take away Devontae Adams on the defensive side. Um, but I think that's a pretty tall task, especially, especially playing at Lambeau. I checked the weather today. Uh, it's supposed to be a high of 17 degrees on Saturday. Uh, so it's going to be a little chilly. Um, I don't know if the Rams offense – can score enough points, and they've kind of got the injury bug too. We mentioned the quarterback already. Cooper Cup got nicked up. Their left tackle Whitworth got nicked up. Um, as long as long as they don't have, have to activate uh, Blake Bortles, the third string quarterback, because uh, then that you know that's and then we're done for sure. Um, I, I think the Rams can keep it competitive. I don't know if they can score quite enough. Their you know their offense. Makes me a little nervous. I, I think they can definitely keep it close. Um, I would ultimately pick uh, the Packers to win. I don't know what the spread is necessarily, but I, I, I would I would pick the Packers in a, in a close game. Yeah, I failed to mention that off the top. Green Bay is favored by 6.5 currently, over under at 45.5. Um, yeah, the, the, so yeah, you got, you got uh, the quarterback situation, and then you got Cup with uh, a bit of knee bursitis. Um, and uh, obviously uh, Aaron Donald with the ribs, but it sounds like he's going to be okay. Um, on the other side, the really only significant injury was something that happened a couple weeks ago with the Packers, and that's uh, them losing their all-pro left tackle, uh, Bakhtiari. Um, yeah, if Jalen Ramsey can essentially take Adams out of the game for the most part and uh, kind of limit, limit his touches and – make those other guys beat you. And, and obviously this is Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the most talented quarterbacks that's ever lived. So 
I, I, he's probably up for the challenge of, of, you know, getting the ball out to other guys, using Tanyan in the middle of the field, um, you know, Aaron Jones maybe more in the passing game. Uh, I, I do think the big, yeah, the big question is can, can the Rams get to 20 points? Can they get to 23 points and make it like a 23-20 kind of game? Um, maybe, you know, maybe they get a pick, another pick six, something like that. I do think they need a, a turnover or two to help them, maybe with field position. Um, Acres though, he's he was pretty pretty effective last week, and uh, I mean they they've kind of gone from a timeshare situation where he's now the featured back. Yeah, yeah, he had a heck of a game, and you know at the end of the regular season he kind of got nicked up and he missed a game. Um, and then I think he missed week 16, and then he played uh, week 17 against the Cardinals in that game they had to have, um, and then he was unreal um, last week. So, you know, the Rams are going to need another huge performance out of him again, not only to move the ball, but uh, to uh, keep the clock moving, to keep, uh, you know, possessions low um, for Green Bay. So uh, that uh, – a solid game out of Cam Akers is is almost uh, a a must if you're a Rams uh, a Rams fan like myself. And uh, like I said, you know, last week they scored thirty, and you know they had that pick six. So you know, I don't know if twenty three out of your offense is going to be enough be enough to win um, sure. at Green Bay. Sure. Um, certainly, offensively, they they can't afford any turnovers. Goff's got to if it's Goff, which I, I feel like it's going to be. Um, but whoever's playing quarterback, you know, needs to avoid sacks, turnovers. I don't want to say they need to pitch a perfect game offensively, but um, you're going to need something, uh, you know, effective running game, uh, play action passing, that kind of thing. Um, if if I were pressed for a pick, which is what this podcast is geared toward, I would I would take the Rams to cover the six and a half, uh, but take the Packers to win a a reasonably close game, and. Uh, uh, but I think the Rams could be, you know, right in it until the fourth quarter. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I think back to the two years ago when the Rams went all the way to the Super Bowl, that team was all offense. You know, it was all over the place. And this year, or two years now, it's a complete 180. You know, they're leaning uh, on the defense. So that evolution has kind of been interesting uh, to see. And who knows, it, it, it might pay dividends uh, come Saturday. I, I hope it does. I hope so for your sake, and I would never be upset to see Aaron Rodgers lose as a Bears fan. Yes. Um, Saturday night, uh, this could be, in my mind, the best game of the weekend, at least on paper at this point. It's it's the five-seeded Ravens at the two-seeded Buffalo Bills. Uh, what a great spot for the Bills on a Saturday night in the playoffs to, to host this game, and it's unfortunate there's no, you know, or a limited amount of fans because it would be, it's it's a heck of a home field they would have there. Uh, game is going off with the Bills favored by two and a half, over under at fifty right now. Um, I was kind of I was kind of looking at the injury report of this game. Uh, Marcus Peters, who had the game clinching pick against the Titans last weekend, he kind of showed up on the injury report. Um, see if you know he's going to be okay. And uh, I think for the Bills, the only thing I saw really is Cole Beasley. He's got a knee. He played last week. Um, you know, obviously he's a big part of their, their dynamic passing game. Um, I was kind of looking at this game, Nate, and uh, obviously the Ravens are one of the, the teams that, that blitz the most defensively. And conversely, Josh Allen, is uh, he had a league high, uh, I think 19 touchdowns against the blitz this season. 
So I think that's something really uh, kind of critical to watch to see if they're and, and from what I read today, the um, they're gonna they're gonna continue doing that. They're gonna throw pressure at him. Um, so it's a question of can Josh Allen continue to make the right decisions he's been making most of the season, um, accurate throws under pressure, which he and we've mentioned on this podcast several times is he's probably improved accuracy as much as anyone I've seen uh, my years watching football. So um, can Josh Allen continue to deliver, you think? Um, yeah, yeah, I think he can. Um, t- thinking about this game, that this is one uh, of the four. I, obviously, I'm most excited for the Rams game. But if I wasn't a Rams fan, this probably would be uh, my, my second pick. Both these teams are hot. Um, you know, they both – last week – you know, both these quarterbacks kind of got the kind of got the monkey off their back. You know, you know, Josh Allen lost last year, tough game against the Texans. Finally, wins his first playoff game. You know, Lamar Jackson, I think he had lost his last his first two playoff games. You know, and he finally gets that you know elusive first playoff victory. So they're both kind of in uncharted territory, I guess. Um, when you think about the blitz, Josh Allen, the first receiver that pops into my mind is Cole Beasley. You know, he's kind of that uh, Danny Amendola, uh, Julian Edelman type guy who's catching those five, six yard stick routes, those hot routes against the Blitz. Um, you know, with that knee, he's a little nicked up. And he, he played last week, so I don't know if he's going to be 100%. I know the uh, the one running back for the Bills last week, I want to say it was Moss, uh, got hurt, and he's out. But he, yes. he, he, he'd be one that, you know, could catch some stuff out of the backfield against the Blitz or pick up the blitz. So they're going to be a little shorthanded there. Um, and I thought Lamar Jackson was really impressive last week, um, running the ball, especially, which is what he's known for. And then passing it effectively when he needed to, um, like I said, for, for me, I mean, it's, it, it's pretty well a toss up. Like you said, a two and a half, two and a half line, you know, you, the, the home team usually by a field goal there. I, I personally would, uh, uh, I'd like to see the Bills win this game just because it's been so long um, for them. Um, but I know the, a lot of the a lot of the pundits were picking the Ravens even before the season before the season started. You know they were hot and then they kind of hit that rough patch. And then, uh, you know, like I said, they're both both been playing. I think they won both of them like their last five in a row. So uh, I like the Bills at home, but again, it's going to be a close one. I don't know if you were watching live during during the Ravens game last Sunday afternoon, but uh, when Lamar, it was about a fifty yard touchdown run. That, that he's so electric at times, and I, the only guy I've seen faster on the field this season is maybe Tyreek Hill, um, especially when when Lamar's going, you know, more vertically up the field and less side to side. Um, he if he makes one to two plays like that a game, um, it makes them really hard hard to beat, and it, it opens up the passing game. Um, J.K. Dobbins has been uh, really effective the last four or five games for them. Um, he's kind of moved into that feature role over uh, obviously Ingram and and, and Edwards. Um, you're right. The, the the Bills losing one of their running backs is a critical thing because he is their sort of their goal line guy. So you'll see more of Devin Singletary this week for sure. Um, Beasley's critical, and, and Diggs is – he had one of the two or three best seasons uh, for a receiver this year. So uh, can Peters kind of uh, – it's kind of a similar situation to, um, you know, Ramsey and Adams. Can – can if Peters plays, can he effectively slow down Diggs enough to 
uh, kind of help help limit this dynamic Bills offense. Um, I'm with you. I, I want to see the Bills in the AFC title game. I, I think this has been a, a bit of a Cinderella season and just everything's sort of kind of gone their way, and it would be really fun to see them in this game. I'm really torn on this game, though, because I think the Ravens have been gaining momentum for a while. They've been kind of figuring them, figuring out who they are, and Lamar's went from struggling considerably early in the season to now where – you feel pretty confident in him. However, there is still questions. Um, they only scored 20 points last week against a Titans defense that was, uh, I mean, they were gashed all season. Um, so it wasn't like they put up 40 points on them, So, uh, which I, I do think they're going to have to score 30 uh, this week against the Bills. And, uh, you know, of course, the Bills last week with – a really tight win over a good Colts team. And I was impressed, but the, that was still tight at the end. If, if I had to pick this game, I would probably lean toward the Bills and give the two and a half. And, and then I would probably definitely take the over the 50 points because I think there is going to be some scoring in this game. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah, field goal at home, that covers that. And, uh, yeah, the Bills can definitely score. And uh, yeah, their defense is is not as strong as it has traditionally been, which I think is a favorable thing for Lamar Jackson and the rest of that offense. So, yeah, I would uh, I would lean the over as well. The, um, the Sunday afternoon game is uh, – it's a really interesting game because I didn't think we'd be talking about this team. I wrote them off several times throughout the season – um, I, I, I basically straight up disrespected them on this podcast at least multiple times, and each time they showed me up, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Uh, a 10-point underdog at the Kansas City Chiefs, um, over-under at 57. Uh, the Browns with maybe one of the most surprising outcomes in a playoff game that I can remember the last few years, um, not being able to practice all week. They lose their coach. They have to do practices through Zoom, which um, I'd love to. I'd love to just see how that works out. By the way, like you know, what does a Zoom practice you know entail? Um, there's been a lot of those this season, obviously in the NFL. Um, and the Chiefs, you know, they're uh, I talked about them a lot as as winning, but not winning impressively the last half of the season. They just got by in several games, and it's almost like a, a thing that you see in the NBA quite a bit. It's it's is it the on off switch where they don't they didn't really need to turn it on until this week. Um, what's your thoughts headed into this game? You know, um, well, there's a lot of things, so I'll, I'll try and organize my thoughts here. Your first, the one point you made, I thought was very good, and it kind of applies to both. Um, we'll start with the Chiefs. Down the stretch, you know, they won all their games, but not by the most impressive of margins. I think they won four of their last five, but they won, I think, by I'm looking at by six, by three, by three, and by three. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, the last game they kind of mailed in because they didn't need to play. So there's going to be the issue of maybe a little bit of rust. Um, the Browns coming down the stretch, they lost a tight one to Baltimore. They lost to the Jets, which – Again, Rams did that too, so, you know, whatever. Uh, but, you know, now they bounce back twice uh, against the Steelers and looked unbelievable last week um, doing it. Uh, the Browns are another team that fi finally, after however 18 years or whatever, get, get the monkey off their back. Uh, Baker May uh, Mayfield gets his uh, first win. 
obviously, all, all the pressure's on the Chiefs. All the pressure's on the Chiefs. Defending Super Bowl champs, number one seed, had the bye last week. I personally would love to see this game just going up and down the field, just points galore. Uh, and I think it could turn into that, and it would be extremely entertaining. Uh, if it does turn into that, that's, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to lean towards the Chiefs in that instance. Um, in any type of a shootout, I'm going to, uh, again, if you look at the two quarterbacks, uh, for somebody that's been there, won a Super Bowl over Baker Mayfield, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to pick the Chiefs in a shootout if that would occur. Uh, Baker, I, I thought he played well last week. I mean, it helped to have, uh, you know, defensive touchdown early in that game. Uh, field position, you know, Roethlisberger turning the ball over like crazy. Um, but I thought when they needed to make a play in the fourth quarter, when I was I was getting really nervous, <laughs> and not even as a Browns fan, but just that I, I, I could sense some momentum happening, and there was a couple critical third downs that, that Baker had in late in the third quarter, early fourth quarter, that thought he made those plays when they really needed them last week. Um, so I was impressed. Um, be, before we started with offline, you mentioned the Rams playing with house money. I mean, the Browns, this is super house money for them. And uh, they, they have to be feeling good about themselves, and they have nothing to lose here. And uh, no one thinks they're going to win this game. Um, I don't think they're going to win this game. And I, I actually think it could turn into a little bit of a game that goes up and down the field like you mentioned. Um, I, I think the Chiefs are rested. They're healthy, and uh, they're terrifying uh, to, to, to just try to slow down. I love this prop bet, Nate, uh, the total total points by the Chiefs over 33-and-a-half. Um, and I'm going to run with that one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet that one tonight because I just have a feeling they're going to they're gonna score a little bit here and uh, they'll easily get to 35. I, I see this as like a 38-21, 38-20 kind of game where it might be tight for a little bit. Um, but I just think the Chiefs have too much experience, uh, too much talent offensively, and uh, as long as they can slow down Chubb and Hunt, uh, you know, in a moderate fashion, I, I don't see them having a huge problem with uh, with the Browns. Yeah, no, I you know I agree. Um, you know, Browns got to lean on the run game. Chiefs have to make Baker Mayfield beat them, and there's no question he can make plays, but can he do it consistently? for four quarters uh, in a big-time setting. Not to say that last week wasn't big, but you're playing the defending Super Bowl champs in Kansas City. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going Chiefs. Ten's a big number, but uh, I'm, 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 I'm pretty confident laying it, even in a playoff game. Yep, I'm with you. I laid the ten as well. Take the Chiefs over on their total and uh, see how that one pans out. The Sunday evening uh, – the capper of the weekend, the the Bucks at the Saints, uh, pretty pretty historic quarterback battle here. I mean, two surefire Hall of Famers, two of the five or six best quarterbacks to ever play. Um, so the Bucks handled the Reds, or I'm sorry, the Washington Football Team. I almost slipped again. Um, they handled them. Mostly uh, in a, uh, I don't want to say resounding fashion because they kind of let let Washington hang in that game last Saturday. Uh, but there was never too much concern that they were going to lose that game. Now you could argue, you know, maybe that's a team that shouldn't even let hang around. But that's kind of who the Bucks have been this year is yeah, obviously we know the talent they have on the offensive side of the ball. Um, we know what they're capable of. But 
they they have underachieved at times this year, but they have won their last five games now. Um, and the Saints beat my Bears, obviously, but it wasn't it wasn't impressive. They only had seven points right up until about the five minute mark in the third quarter. Um, you know, they they got some. They got some breaks, Nate, in that game. Um, I don't know if you watched it, but my, my man, Javon Wims, uh, dropped a surefire touchdown that would have tied the game. Yes, he did. Um, there was a couple questionable sports, unsportsmanlike conduct calls in the Bears, a uh, couple questionable calls, and I'm not saying this as a homer because I, I will be the first to tell you my Bears are not good at football. But um, I didn't see anything overly impressive about the Saints. Um Obviously, the quarterback matchup is going to be discussed the most here. Uh, what are some other the keys to the game that you feel like are going to uh, affect the outcome here? Yeah, offense is the first. You meant offense, and then the quarterback play. So that you know kind of goes um, without saying. You know, I think both teams are fairly healthy. I know Kamara is a little nicked up. I know Michael Thomas is coming back. I think we scored his first touchdown of the year last week um, in that game, and you know, you know third time around and the saints beat them both times. I think the first time was the first week of the year and that was fairly close. And then later in the year, they absolutely waxed Tampa. Uh, it's like 38 to three in Tampa. Um, the second time, um, for me, um, I don't look so much at the offensive side because they're more than loaded on that side of the ball. I kind of look at the, 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 the defense, um, you know, starts up front, uh, with, you know, you got Indomitian Sue, um, Jason Pierre-Paul, I think, is the guy that uh, also on the defensive line there for Tampa. Uh, New Orleans has a pass rush as well with Cameron Jordan. Uh, I think Hendrickson is on the other side. Um, so I, for me, that's, that's my question. Which defense is going to be able to get the critical stop or more stops or the opportunistic turnover? Uh, that could flip field position, or you know, maybe maybe score a defensive touchdown. I don't know, but uh, that that would be for me. Uh, whichever defense uh, performs better is going to be uh, the ultimate winner of that game. Based on history, I would pick the Saints. The Saints are favored by three, uh, over under fifty one and a half. The the Bucks. Um, I'm sorry uh, to backtrack. Yeah, to, uh, to add on to your point, the the I think the pressure uh, on the quarterback either side is going to be critical here because uh, neither one of these guys are elusive. Um, there, it's based off of uh, timing, uh, them being able to step up in the pocket. Anytime there's pressure up the middle, it's affected Brady. And I think Breeze is is you know similar in that fashion that. If you get him up the middle, he, he gets thrown off his spot. It throws off the timing of that offense. Um, I would probably lean your direction, um, but I don't feel great about it, to be honest. So I, I would probably not bet a side here. I would actually bet the total to go under the 51.5. It's just a gut feeling I have that this is going to be um, in the low 20s uh, because I think both defenses, like you said, are talented. Um, they can make plays, and uh, I just see this going a little bit, a little bit differently than maybe some people think. That as far as you know, being a shootout or, or you know whatever that thought might be. Um, if Brady wins this game um, and gets to 
an NFC title game. Um, I mean, does it do? Does I guess does this matter for him historically at this point, or is this any of this with the Bucks just gravy? Oh uh, well, if if he does continue to win with new people around him, a new coach, a new regime, then this double, triple cements, I mean, everything else. You know, he's Hall of Fame, won all the rings, yada, yada. But if, if he can do that in one year, I mean, that's off the charts. Like, never, ever, ever been seen, been done before. Does he need to do it? No. Obviously, he wants to. And the way he's been playing, I mean, holy smokes, I one, at least one, if not two, at three, four more years, if he continues to play um, at this level, if you made me say which of these two was going to retire sooner, I would pick Breeze, just with all the injuries uh, that he has had to deal with and the rumor mill kind of flying around um, with him. So to answer your original question, no, he does not. But if he wins against Breeze, and then he goes up to uh, – Green Bay, which isn't for sure, but, you know, or maybe he's got to go to L.A., let's hope, knock on wood. Uh, and, the, and the Rams have to, or excuse me, the Rams would have to go to Tampa. That's right. Uh, yeah. but, it, but if he beats the uh, Rams and gets to a Super Bowl in his first year after 20 in New England, yeah, it's it's never been done before. And that, I mean, that's on a complete, complete another planet, not not just another level. Yeah, imagine he's got Breeze this week and likely – Rodgers if they win and then if, if they could win that game you know could be Mahomes I mean that's you're talking about three historic potential quarterback matchups now we're looking way ahead but right um, I think it just shows the caliber of quarterback play it's 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 really cool to see you know all-time quarterbacks playing each other in the playoffs I think it just kind of increases the feel of the game the magnitude of it it feels even bigger than it actually is so can't wait for this game uh, any final thoughts on the, on this weekend, Nate? No, I'm excited. Like you mentioned, last weekend was great with three and three, um, and these matchups are all uh, this week. I mean, they're all they're all great, and and not to say that those games last week because all the games last week uh, were good. Um, so it's just going to get better and better, and I, and and I almost hate to see it come to an end here in a couple of weeks, but we'll we'll enjoy it while it's here. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yep, can't wait. Um, Appreciate you joining me once again for the uh, for the second time around. Sure, yeah. Thank you for the invitation. A lot of fun. A lot of yeah. fun. I'd like to get you back on to to discuss the NBA in the next couple of weeks. We we had a a colossal trade to oh. the NBA. With, oh uh, yeah. Uh, Mr. James Harden going to the to the Brooklyn Nets and our guy Oladipo going to to Houston and Karis LeVert going to the Pacers. I mean, it was it was kind of a bombshell for about thirty minutes. So. Uh, like to get your thoughts on basketball at some point sure yeah i'd be more than happy to come back uh your best bets pod on instagram and uh, follow us there uh, follow our facebook stories and uh should be a great weekend of football and uh we'll catch you next time